history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be a shower and a grower. That is, a watcher of the show and a grower of the fan base. The last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sooner state of mind family. Are you guys okay? I know I am not feeling well. The disappointment still weighing heavy. Finding it hard to care about anything. Thinking about what could have been. Waking up last night. Harsh reality sets in. Makes it hard to go back to sleep. Didn't feel like getting out here and doing this today, but win or lose, we've got a job to do. And for the first time this season, we're showing up to work after a loss. Sooners lose in dramatic and heartbreaking fashion to the Kansas Jayhawks. 38-33. I know a portion of this fan base wasn't even alive the last time we lost to Kansas, so I guess maybe we were due. But this was a very winnable game, even though it didn't start that way. Early on in this game, some of the same mistakes we saw last week popped up again this week. Bad angles and poor tackling showed up early and often. KU takes the opening kick and drives into OU territory. Coach Leopold, staying aggressive, goes for it on fourth down. Great play by Trace Ford to knock it down. OU takes over on downs. And OU's first possession. Sawchuck runs for eight. That was on second down, setting up a third and two. DG too late. Mello Dotson pick six. Kansas up 7-0. We talked about this on the game preview. Don't give them anything to cheer about. And we gave that crowd life early, and they used that life to take hours. Ensuing OU possession, moving the ball, but then stalled on fourth and three at the KU 21. Coming away, zero points, more energy for KU, more energy for that KU crowd. And his shot, Neil, dude, just running through arm tackles. OU just stacking missed tackles. And getting out physical, 
His shot junior cuts through the Sooners defense. Kansas up 14 nothing. This was setting up for the perfect KU type game. Super physical, leaning on that run game, milking the clock. They ran that game clock down every time in the huddle. Really slowed this game down. Frustrating. And last week, the Sooners really missed Tawi Walker, and he came into this game and was running angry. Sooners finally get on board. DG, seven-yard TD run. Finally starting to get this thing going. OU defense responds with three and out. And then it was time for more Walker, and I mean a lot more Walker. Sooners, nine plays, 66 yards. Capped by a Tawi Walker two-yard TD run. Finally got this thing tied at 14. And the O-line, they were starting to grind, imposing their will, leaning on the run. This is what we've been waiting for. Now I am getting stoked, but it's still and looking and feeling too much like last week. Just too many mistakes. But then it was a Kansas mistake. Special teams coming up with a huge play on the kickoff. It's cold, rainy. Returner fumbles the kickoff. Spears Jennings pops that dude. Kip Lewis comes up with the recovery. OU football. All right. Moving in the right direction. Four plays later, Dylan Gabriel takes it in. And on the run, as soon as the pass turned into a run, Nick Anderson starts blocking his tail off. Love to see that. Something we've come to see all the time. A, a staple of these Sooners receivers. They will block. They will block downfield. And they will go to the end of the whistle. And as bad as it was, OU is now up 21-14. But when you don't play your best on the road, that's when the weird stuff starts happening. Ensuing Kansas possession, almost a Trace Ford interception. But instead, it was a catch for 24 yards and a first down. The receiver, though, stepped out of bounds. I thought it was an illegal touch. I thought that's what Blandino said. But then the ref, nah, not so much. I, I thought it was the wrong call, but, you know, what are you going to do? Refs have too much power. But anytime you drop an interception, it always comes back to sizzle you. Kansas added a field goal, and now OU's up 21-17 at the half, getting the ball back to start the second half. So feeling pretty good about that. But neither team really got anything going in the third quarter until Kansas hit another field goal, this time cutting that Sooner lead to just one. Sooners 21 Hawks 20. Oh, ensuing OU possession, moving the ball, first and 10 from the 36. Jaleel Farouk fumbles. Kansas takes over. Now, it's really starting to feel like all this slop is going to catch up with us. Not playing a full game. Mistakes keep happening. Poor tackles, poor angles, arm tackles. Not getting it done against those physical Kansas running backs. 
And like I said, we gave them that belief early on, and it kept growing. Kept the crowd in it. Kept that team believing. Like I mentioned, the Fruk fumble in the very next play, Jason Beans, Jason Bean. He had the beans yesterday. He ran untouched 38 yards to the end zone. And I mean untouched. There was not a Sooner defender anywhere near him. Right to the end zone. Anything good about that is that Kansas tried to get a two-point conversion. Unsuccessful. Kansas back on top, 26-21. And the thing I've loved about this team the Sooners has been their ability to respond. It feels like every time they've been down, they just find a way. That's exactly what happened here. Sooners, seven play, 75-yard drive, capped with a three-yard Gavin Sawchuck touchdown run. Sooners can't convert their two-pointer either and are back up just barely by heading into the fourth quarter with a one-point lead. 27-26. But KU, all day, stockpiling emotional equity, building belief, feeling like they're going to take this game. Now, throw in three OU personal fouls on one drive. The third of which turned a fourth and goal into a first and goal inside the one-yard line. Hishad Jr., acting like a senior, takes it in. KU lead again. They still can't get their two-pointer. Both teams 0 for 3 on two-point conversions. Nonetheless, it's a Kansas 32-27 lead. And if you thought last week versus UCF was frustrating, this game took you to new frustration heights that didn't seem possible. Little did we know the cruelest was yet to come. Just fighting to get back into this thing instead of stacking a lead. Having to pay back for our mistakes. Instead of, you know, moving forward, we're just playing catch up. Ensuing kickoff. FML. Oh, you fumbles. Kansas takes over. The football gods are cruel and spiteful. Oh, and did I mention all everything Mr. Sooner? Danny Stetsman, out of the game. Injured. And now the football gods, they mic me. They mock me. As Kansas misses the field goal. Thank you for that. And at the time... What felt like a win was only a temporary reprieve. OU with life, though, and down by five. Offense couldn't get it going. Muster's just a three and out. Starting to feel that desperation kick in. Thinking about what could have been. Feel it slipping away. That was until Kendall... I can't forgive you, but it's okay, and I love you. Dolby tips the pass. Billy Bowman with the interception. Hallelujah, baby. Billy Bowman on the spot again. And as bad as it's gone today, 
Are we really going to escape with the win? Four plays later, DG power keeper too strong for two defenders. Barrels over two of them. Touchdown Sooners. Going for two. No good, but hey, we have the lead again. 33-32. Oh, baby. Just over five minutes left in the game. One more stop, and we can get the hell out of Dodge with this win. Escape the misery. Keep the dream alive. Kansas had other plans. Not only converting a fourth down, they're already at midfield. Moving the ball. All they need is a field goal. It's third and ten. Can someone, anyone, please step up? Oh, someone got up and got downs with the sickness. Ethan Downs, game ceiling interception. OU takes over, one first down, and we're back on the bus with a huge win. More like escaping the loss, but I'll take it at this point. I just don't give a crap. We're getting out of there. Securing this dub. Oh, that is unless you forgot the part when I mentioned that the football gods are cruel. Cruel indeed. Sooners first and 10 at the Kansas 38. Barnes for one. Second and 10. DG for one. Third and long. Barnes for five. Looking at a fourth and seven on the Kansas 35. Sooners are going to go for it. It's kind of in that weird territory. It's too close to punt, too far for a field goal. Trust this offense to get seven yards. Nick Anderson with a false start. Sooners looking at a fourth and 12. They have to punt. At least Kansas, no timeouts. Made him burn him on that possession, but really didn't get anything going. One first down is all we needed, but now Kansas has the ball. Two plays, they're already at the 50. But now KU with the fourth and six. And I really felt like, oh, you should have called a timeout right there on that fourth and six. Guys kind of scrambling. Just stop it right there. I know the clock is ticking, but this is the game right there. Thought they should have called the timeout, and BV said as much afterwards. You know, you're still learning on the job, too. It's a lot going on on the sidelines there, trying to figure it all out, but needed a timeout. Ugh. But that was a crucial mistake. BV not calling the timeout, but he had plenty of company in the makers of critical mistakes on Saturday. That being said... Jason Bean hits Lawrence Arnold for 37. And the very next play, OU let Devin Neal score to preserve the clock. Two-pointer again, no good. Sooners down, 38-33. 47 seconds, two timeouts left. We need some Sooner magic. Haven't asked for it all year. Now is the time. After a holding call, second 20, DG to Stoops for 19. Next play, 
Gabriel to Brennan Thompson for 30 down to the Kansas 27. Are we actually going to survive this thing? Are we actually going to overcome all these mistakes, all these penalties? Did I mention the football gods are cruel? I think I did. And I think they are cruel. And actually, I know they are cruel. Sooners run out of time. Cue the burning of couches and the drowning of goalposts. The mighty Sooners fall 38-33. And the 18-game win streak is no more. Homecoming will not be ruined. It's rock, chalk, Jayhawk, and no treats, only tricks for the Sooners. Left to wonder, what if? It's a good team, not good enough to overcome. So many mistakes, just too many. Negative plays get you beat more than positive plays help you win. We talked about matching the Sooners' 57 rushes for 298 from last year. And on Saturday, it was 55 for 269. I thought that would be a formula for success. And maybe it would have been without all the penalties and the turnovers. In hindsight, we needed more Dylan Gabriel. That's the thing about football, man. An hour is not a lot of time to get things worked out when they start so slow. In hindsight, being more aggressive would have been the way to go on that final drive. Just a little too conservative. Maybe overall a little too conservative. But when you lose, it's so easy to go back and say what you should have done. But if we have a Heisman candidate at quarterback, maybe we ought to let him cook a little bit. I don't even want to go back and rewatch this game like I normally do. I don't want to see how close we were. This game was there for the taking. But like I said, oh, you could not overcome their mistakes. And Kansas could and did. Kansas, over five and a half yards of carry. It's too much. I mentioned the penalties. KU, five for 55. OU, 11 for 101. Including the drive with three personal fouls. Time of possession, not a huge difference, but Kansas did win that 31-10 to 28-50. All those little things add up, man. When you're not playing good football, all those things come in. They hurt you. Speaking of hurt, Sooners have some injuries mounting. Stutzman, Walker, Bowen, Gentry, Gentry. Don't know the status of those guys yet, and hopefully we will find out more about them later in the week. Hopefully none of them are too bad. It's a very well-coached Kansas team. It's a good team, ranked or not. 5-2 and two coming in. That's a good squad. That being said, that's a game the Sooners should have won. Just too many mistakes. they got to find a way to clean that up. Almost cost us last week. Did cost us this week. And it seems like the team might have thought that beating Texas came with some kind of bonus. That once we beat them, we could coast. 
I don't know that for sure, but it kind of feels that way with the slop the last two weeks. I know that this staff is preaching the right messages. Is it getting in? I don't know. It's got to be cleaned up. However, there is no time to sulk or feel sorry for ourselves. No one else is going to feel sorry for us. No one does. As a matter of fact, they're going to pile on and start talking mad shit about these Sooners. And while any hopes of the playoffs are all but gone, the Big 12 title is still right there, right in our reach. My question is, how do we respond to this adversity? As disappointed as I am with this loss, I am stoked to find out what this team is made of. It will be much easier to fold than to bow up and run the table. So we're going to find out what they do next week. And unfortunately, the Sooners are going to take a huge hit with the first college football playoff rankings coming out on Tuesday. We're definitely dropping out of the top 10, probably 10 to 12 area, somewhere around there. And for now, that's still the problem with college football. One loss, and that's pretty much a wrap on your season as far as having any championship aspirations. It forces you to go into hater mode and then root for everyone, anyone and everyone to lose. I can't wait till the 12-team playoff. It's going to be so much better. Next year at this time, we will be able to talk about it. And even if we did go undefeated, it was going to be very hard to make the playoffs if Georgia, OSU, or Michigan, Florida State, and Washington all went undefeated too. But we'll never know. And now we hope for chaos. But if we don't win out, it won't matter. Gotta run the table. We've got four more guaranteed opportunities. That is it. Nothing else promised. So take this time, go lick your wounds, suck it up, and get your damn minds right. We got Bedlam next week, and we better bring it. Because those boys are starting to play some pretty good football. And Ollie's running like a beast. So we get to decide what we want to be. And we're going to find out on Saturday. Quick romp through some other week nine action. Georgia at Florida. Those dogs smashed the Gators 43-20, and it wasn't really that close. After Florida's opening scoring drive, their first half possessions went punt, downs, fumble, safety, punt, punt. Georgia was up 36-7 until the fourth quarter. Dogs looking to hold on to that number one spot when the uh, CFP, CFP rankings come out. BYU at number seven, Texas. Texas rolls 35-6. Malik Murphy, meh. 16 to 25, 170, two touchdowns and an interception. BYU's defense hung in there, but they couldn't do anything on offense. Texas hosts KSU next week. That is a big game, my friends. Number eight, Oregon at 13, Utah. Holy smokes. <laughs> Did Oregon beat the brakes off them boys? Ducks roll 35-6. Oregon playing some really good football, maybe the best in the country right now. Bonick surgical, 24-31, 248, two touchdowns. 
but it was Oregon's defense that took this game over. They shut the Utes out in the second half, and not counting their end-of-game drive, the Utes' other five possessions went punt, int, punt, punt, downs. Dan's Doug Dynasty, derp. Number three, Ohio State at Wisconsin. B, Ohio State wins 24-10. Badgers got it tied early in the third quarter for about five minutes, and that was about it. It was one score game until about five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, but the Buckeyes, they were never really in trouble. Oh, and on a side note, Marvin Harrison Jr. is pretty good. Six for 123 and two touchdowns. Number 20, Duke at number 18, Louisville. The lose defense stymies the Blue Devils 23 to nothing. We talked about this Louisville defense. These dudes are balling. Duke's longest drive was eight plays and 44 yards. The rest of their other nine drives totaled 86 yards. Louisville running back, Jawar Jordan, 21-163, two touchdowns. Blue hanging in there is going to be interesting. Colorado at 23 UCLA. The Bruins win 28-16, and this UCLA defense is legit. Held the buffs to nine points through three quarters and didn't give up a touchdown until just over two minutes left in the fourth. The buffs, 24 rushes for 25 yards. Dang. Shadur Sanders, 27 to 43 with a touchdown, sacked seven times. And if the Bruins don't turn the ball over four times in the first half, this game might have been even more brutal for the buffs. Yeah. It would have been a lot more brutal. I know it feels like a funeral, but remember where we were last year and remember where we are going. Not only this year, but moving towards the future where this team is going. Future is still very bright. So maybe not a CFP championship this year. Year two of the rebuild. I think we expect a progress. Hope to get there. Didn't do it, but you know what? Still lots to play for. Five teams in the Big 12, all with one loss. And four of them are playing each other next week. Things are going to get mighty interesting. And we will be there to preview all of it. So let's not let this ruined weekend ruin any more weekends. We bellyache today on Sunday and is back to biz on Monday tomorrow. And then it's moving forward. Next week, we talk bedlam. And we're going to need all hands on deck. I know I still want a big championship. As we walk out the door, don't we want to take the last one? Don't you want it too? If you just said, hell yes, I do, you are my people. And we are in this together. Head on over to Believe.com. Go to shows. Type in Sooner State of Mind. You are locked. A ton of great content. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Believe.com. And if you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the Football Dudes. We are there. 
Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Casey Mellon. I am in a Sooner State of Mind. Thanks for listening and have happy Halloween. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.